Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy 45th anniversary, Grace Lutheran Church. Our lectionary reading for this Sunday is the parable of the sower. And the parable of the sower has so much familiarity and is so readily accessible that even Jesus offers us a commentary upon the text. And yet some of the most critical points of the parable are rarely discussed. It seems so rarely because some are so hard of hearing, whether they be dull of wit or deaf from sin or blind to the evil among us, our complacency with sinful flesh, the corruption of the world, and actual devil worship among us fight us to keep us from understanding. Let he who have ears to hear, let them hear, says Jesus. But it's also Jesus who gives us those ears to hear. Jesus who gives his understanding unto his disciples. The disciples witness many rejection of Jesus at his word. The religious leaders reject him. The political leaders, for the most part, ignore him. He has at times crowds and crowds of followers, thousands of those, but all of them go away at their own time. Even Jesus' own family rejects him for a time and come to collect him having heard, presumably, and heard and seen the things that he has said and done and thinking that maybe he has gone out of his mind, they come to get him. Jesus' response are, who are these people? Who are my mother and who are my brothers? And then he points unto his disciples and says, look, these are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who does the will of the Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. Jesus taught in parables. He taught in parables to reveal the hidden truth of God, to describe the kingdom in action. It draws those who receive Jesus into a closer relationship with him and gives them a greater understanding of those things that we don't actually see. The invisible kingdom of God working among us. But the parable also confuses those who had rejected Jesus. The parables confound their testimony against him, even Even at times when they know that the parable has been told against them, they dare not raise their hand against Jesus, for then they admit that they see themselves in the parable. The parable of the sower is different because it's it's told unto his believers and to his disciples, and it's meant to strengthen their resolve. There's also a subtle warning in this parable. God the Father has sent his son, a sower, into a field. And he is a lavish sower. The great thing I love about this parable is the fact that this sower is lavish. He is a lavish sower. He is a, he is a sower of seeds. He is a flinger. He is a seed flinger. In fact, he flings the seeds so much, if you are the actual farmer who owned this field and you had paid this guy to come and seed your field, you would have fired him. <laughs> You'd have fired him very quickly because he's throwing seeds everywhere. He's throwing seeds on the path. He's throwing seeds in the ditch. He's throwing seeds on the other side of the road. It would not take you very long to go, this guy has no idea what he's doing. Keep the seed in the field where it's been plowed and tilled and prepared. Jesus, as the sower, has an inexhaustible supply of seed. And he can do with it as he sees fit. Because it is God's initiative, and it's God's prerogative, and it's God's pleasure, and it is 
God's seed. And he throws it everywhere. God's word is intended for growth. Isaiah chapter 55, 11, our lesson for today. And it reads, As for rain and the snows come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it to bring forth sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread unto the eater. So my word that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return unto me empty, but shall accomplish that which I propose and shall succeed in the thing for which I have sent it. God's word incarnate as it is continues among us unto all people. And it does so through mere human words. And those mere human words can indeed be snatched away. It can, the word can be resisted. People can reject it. They can ignore it. It can be burned out by the cares of the world. This is, by the way, not the main point of the parable, but it still holds a very subtle warning for those of us in the church. It's a reality check. Do not, do not be discouraged. Jesus gives you understanding. The kingdom of God has come unto you. Do not be confused. You are indeed good soil. The spirit of God lives within you and that spirit receives that good news that has been sown. That seed planted into you. Today the scattering of seed no longer requires the divine presence of the Son of God himself, Jesus as sower, but he continues to to sow those seeds in the dwelling of word and sacrament ministry. That seed that was planted with you at your baptism is the same seed that continues to grow and sprout within you today in the hearing of the gospel, in the participation of the Lord's Supper, in the confession of our sins, and the receiving of that forgiveness of those sins. And because you are born dead in your trespasses and sin, God then takes the initiative to use his word to break up our stone-cold hearts And to prepare our hearts to be good soil. Jesus and the parable of the sower is intended for you. And like the disciples, for you to hear and to understand. The parable draws you closer unto your Savior by showing you those things that are not readily available unto the human eye. And like disciples, you are warned. You are warned. It's a subtle warning, I'll give you that. But that word can be snatched away. That word can be scorched. That word can be choked out by the cares of the world. The evil one will attempt to tear away that which has been sown. Ephesians chapter 6, Paul says, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authorities, against cosmic powers in this present dark age against the spiritual forces of, of evil in the heavenly places. Trouble and persecution may cause you to waver. Sensitivity training, a mandatory use of pronouns. For my own sake, I'm pretty much insulated from all of those things that you have to survive in the real world. God save you if you work in government or in education. There is a strangling going on of faith. Worries and riches can, wor- can lure us away. Matthew chapter 6, no one can, have, can serve two masters, for he will hate the one and love the other, 
or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both. Like the disciples, you were given a bigger picture. Do not be discouraged. When the people reject the word of God, they do not reject you. They are rejecting God who sent you. It's not personal. And even so, that word still turned you into good soil. Profitable soil. Desirable soil. Be confident. Be confident in that effective word of God. Be joyful in that effective word of God. Dwell in with and under word and sacrament ministry where God has promised to be of service unto your soul, to be at work. Ears that hear are intended to be ears that sow. So how did the disciples fare? They heard the same word that you did. Even though Jesus explained the parable to them, it seems that they didn't catch on. They quibbled just in a couple paragraphs away from here, but a couple of chapters away, we find them quibbling on the road about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. They denied Jesus. They ran from his arrest. They fled his execution. Even after the resurrection and before the ascension, the disciples are gathered around him asking, Jesus, are now, now are you going to restore the kingdom? Now are you going to bring power unto us that we might be able to sit and rule? Even now, after Jesus' ascension and resurrection from the dead, they're not quite ready to sow and to grow. They're ready to harvest and they're ready to eat. After Pentecost, the spirit of growth guides them and continues to grow them, to cultivate them, to nurture them, to empower them. This same Holy Spirit of God is at work within you. John chapter 16, verse 12. I still have many things have yet to say to you, but you cannot bear them now, says Jesus. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare unto you the things that are to come. And he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I say that he will take what is mine and he'll declare it to you. The seed yields amazing results. The disciples bore witness in Jerusalem and then Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. And that sowing continues as we fling seeds now all over the place. God who has given you ears to hear also has given you abundant fruitful ears to sow, for sow in the spreading of the kingdom. You can be active in supporting the public proclamation of the word, the administration of the sacraments in your congregation, the living life-filled Christian church with those around you, to pray for those around you, to feed them, to console them, to be of service unto them. This too is the, the flinging of seeds. And sometimes those, those seeds, sometimes they seem to land on, on path. Sow it on the path. Sow it in the ditch. Throw it on the other side of the road. The love of God is an inexhaustible tool given to you by the Holy Spirit. You can be active in the sowing of God's seed in your day-to-day life, whether you work there, whether you live there, whether you're in, at, at playing cards with your friends, wherever it is that you find yourself to be. Do not be disheartened by the temptations of the devil and the world and the flesh. 
Because you have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling richly within you, giving you ears to hear and to understand. And you have ears to sow. And the Lord expects a harvest. When the seed was originally sown by our Lord, forces were set into motion that one day will produce a full harvest of people in service unto God. And you were a part of that blessed crop. Never doubt that. You were a part of that blessed crop. You were the purpose for which Jesus was sent into this world. To give you the Holy Spirit, to forgive you your sins, to make you children of God. You are good soil. You are a valuable part of the kingdom of God. That seed has been sown. Do not lose heart. When Satan strikes and troubles scorch and worries come, the harvest is still certain. He will send his angels and he will harvest the people of God. The word is powerful and it is effective. Its results, you both have ears to hear and ears to understand. Thanks be unto God. In Jesus' name, amen.